This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to A Mind Controlled Life podcast. With me, your host, Elaine Blidgen, who, I might add, has now got an official title as a mindset achievement coach where I fiddle around in your head and get you to do the things that you find difficult to do otherwise. Actually, that's not a very good one, is it? But anyway, you know what I mean. I help you achieve your stuff. Okay. So in today's episode, have you ever wondered why, despite having the will, the means, the skill of being able to do a thing, you don't do it. I'm sure you have. And you probably put it down to maybe it wasn't the right time or you're too tired or you don't really have the skill that you think you have. All of those reasons may be in part the truth. But... The main reason why you don't do what you can do when you want to do it is because, you know what I'm going to say now, oh, what's going on in your mind? Definitely your beliefs, your perceptions, the habits of thought that you have every day. This has always been a frustration of mine. Actually, I'll put that, I'll add that to my list of my signature emotions because if in the last episode I was talking about that I'll add frustration to the mix I've never understood why even though I know something is not good for me and in fact I can go the opposite and say it is bad for me I'll still do it even though I don't want to do it now I'm talking about chocolate or sweets I love I've got an extreme sweet tooth I love sweetie things yes and then my second is savoury. Salty is quite, is there, but nah, definitely sweet and then savoury. So when I was able to eat dairy, I used to like cheese with jam or marmalade on a sandwich. Can't have any of that anymore. Yeah, such is life. Anyway, I know that not only does the sugar make me itch and brings out my eczema. It's also not good for you. It's not. There isn't anybody in this entire universe that's going to say refined sugar is a health food. They might try and maybe good marketing can make it seem like it's a health food, but it's not. And so why is that? Now, I know and you know that it's definitely to do with what's going on in our head. It's got to be. It can't be anything else because We can be brought up in a society that doesn't value something sweet, but then we would still have that, uh, that, 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 um, an urge to have something sweet because we have got sweet receptors on our tongue. So we're obviously made to eat fruit and other sweet things, natural sweet things, I suspect, over the commercial refined sweet things. But I would love it if I could actually just say, no, thank you, one bite is enough. Have you ever been around a person that can actually open a bag of 
say, chocolate buttons, and only eat a couple, wrap the bag up and put it away. I, I mean, I know someone like that. And I honestly, I marvel at being able to do that because that's a no for me. The only reason I don't eat that anymore is because there are too many negative outcomes from eating it. But if there weren't, I would still be eating it to this day. And no, I never, without exception, never opened a bag of chocolates and then ate a couple and put the bag away for another day. It's just it's just not in me. I don't know how people do that. So then you think about it and I think, right, okay, they can do it, but I find that difficult. Well, not even difficult. I find that impossible. It just doesn't happen. Are we two different people? Yes. But physiologically, we're the same, aren't we? We're human. We have the same brain. We have the same internal parts. And we think in the same way because all humans do. I don't mean we have the same values. I mean that we all have the ability to think and reason and logicize. I mean, I know there are going to be exceptions, but you go with me on this. So if they've got the same thinking capability as me, yet they can go to the shops, buy some chocolate, open it, take a couple, put the bag away, and then the next day maybe eat one or three, and then eventually it'll get finished. But I can't do that. I mean, like, no. Why is that? Well, it can't be how we are physiologically made, can it? It's got to be what we're thinking. It has, hasn't it? Got to be what we are thinking or how we think. So I think in a different way. And yes, values obviously play a part because if I value sweet stuff, then again, I don't know if they don't. But let's just say values plays a part. They must be thinking in a different way to me. They must be seeing that whole thing around buying chocolate and eating it very different from me. Which, in another context, with another thing, it's the same for me. So, I'll talk about my lives again because I'm still in the middle of doing them. These I'm batch recording these actual episodes. And I'm absolutely loving it. But I know for somebody else, they would not want to, to, to do what I do at all. It would be like, really? Ew. But I absolutely love it. And I hope the people listening to it get some value, some you know, real good value from it. And in a sense, it's like, well, it's fun for me. So I'm going to keep doing it. Well, I'm only going to do it till seven days, but I'll find another way to teach because I thoroughly enjoy it. So what is it about the way I'm thinking that makes me think sitting there on a live talking about something as technical as your mindset and your beliefs and this, that and the other be my idea of fun. I mean, truly fun, but for somebody else, it's like Snorsville. And then there's you. You're listening to my podcast. And I don't know you. I don't know where you are on the anxiety scale, whether you're on it or off it. But then you'll have things that you just absolutely adore, think is wonderful, and I'll be falling asleep. Now, you know what I am going to say, don't you? It is all and can only be about our mindset. That's it. 
But then I think, well, I want to get into that and figure out how to change what I do, when I do it, how I do it, under what circumstances I will do it. Because if we cannot get control of it, then our minds, our actions, reactions are at the mercy of something and somebody else. So with the advertisement, for instance, we know that we are susceptible to it and they know we are. That's why they do it in the way they do it. Because we, well, apparently the latest one, which is FOMO, fear of missing out. Maybe it's actually only been coined as a phrase because the actual act of the fear of missing out has been there since time. And I know that they have sales on a particular day every year and people go rushing out to buy. Well, I remember when I was younger and say a sale then wasn't how it is now where shops are on perpetual sales, aren't there? There was always a discount somewhere in a shop somewhere. Now, it might have been like that when I was younger, but I don't think it was because I remember the January sales were a big thing. People used to really seriously wait until... January and save up their money to go and get a bargain and they earmarked these things before Christmas. And then you'd it would be on the news, people crushing each other to get at this latest gadget or piece of furniture or electrical equipment. And so the fear of missing out was very real because there was limited amount. And I was listening to a marketer, I think he was on YouTube or some anywhere, somewhere online. And he was talking about making sure that to give scarcity when, so let's just say I've got something to sell at the end of this. And the only thing I've got to sell is you coming, talking to me and me helping you with this. So I should, but let's just say I made it into a product and I've got this product somewhere and I've given you all this value. And then I say things like, but there's only three left or I've only got space for three people. That will trigger your fear of missing out your FOMO. And so there are things in our mind that other people know how to manipulate and they do it very, very well because when there's money involved, they will figure it out and they will utilise it and then use it against us. And obviously we like this stuff, but then again, do we? Do we like what we like or are we conditioned to like what we like? Do they trigger that FOMO in us and so... I mean, I don't have an iPhone. I mean, and I will never have an iPhone unless somebody sends me one for free and it's free to use because to me, that's an extortionate waste of money. And I don't care if it can walk, talk and sing and dance and clean my house. It is expensive. In fact, if it could walk, talk and sing and clean my house, I possibly would feel like, um, I possibly would feel like, it was a it was a bargain, but no. So I'm not going to get that. So it wouldn't matter how much the advertiser throws at me that having an iPhone is that you, you just you, you just got to or you are nobody. They're not getting my money. Yeah. The point is, my brother, and in fact, everybody I know has an iPhone. I don't know anyone that just has an Android except me. You know. So it works. Other people out there know how to manipulate our mindset to make us do what they want us to do. And I take, I take exception to that 
I mean, I really do. I want to be able to manipulate my own mindset. Thank you very much. And honestly, I would say you should too. Should, should. That's my, my rules. But you know, I think it would be in your vested interest if you at least knew that you would be manipulated and you knew they were doing these tricks on you. Because when we don't know and then we are drawn to do something and we wonder why we're doing it, that's not good. It's also not good wanting to do something, but we can't get ourselves to do it. And that's where I come in because I know how to get in there and I use my brain phaser thing. I was trying to be clever then and trying to think of a spanner, but you know, getting in there and rummaging around and changing everything. But you can do that for yourself and you can figure out why you don't do that. And it, it just comes down to your perception. You know, if you're in a situation, and let's let's choose something that most people will experience, being with family and a member of the family, either your own immediate family or extended family members via your siblings getting married and things like that, or your cousins or your third great aunt, whatever. And... There's always going to be someone that we're not keen on. You're not keen on, I'm not keen on them because of how they laugh, how they eat, what they say, how they dress, what music they like, what they eat. I don't know. There's a thing. There's a thing, yeah? Could you then stop them bugging you in that way? Because... They don't usually do anything. They're just there, aren't they? They just exist. And for some reason, we look at them and say, I don't like you. Oh, that's annoying. That bit there, that response to them just being them, is your mindset gone off on a jolly and decided to go down this negative path and it leaves you feeling icky. I don't like that. I, I mean, and I really don't. So in my head, it's like, I don't, I want to feel neutral when I'm around someone that I don't like, if I have to be around them. And then when I'm around somebody that I know I don't like them just because they remind me of my great aunt Ethel, but I want to get rid of that stuff around her or him so that I can be okay in their company, which is what incidentally I'm working on at the moment. There's somebody that I know. And whenever I'm around them or even think about them, it's like, hmm, that doesn't do me any good. And if you have that same reaction, that doesn't do you any good either. One of the posts that I wrote on my profile was about responding and reacting. When we react, it's this subconscious knee-jerk reaction and it doesn't always do as well because it's come from a place of insecurity or fear or angst in some way. But when we respond, that's when we are in control and we've decided to respond in that particular way. And that comes from an empowered place. So to go from where you are now, where you're looking at your Aunt Ethel and you're thinking, you know, you really annoy me. I don't like you. You might not even hear yourself see it, say those words. You will feel that you don't like this person. And then to go to go to a place of neutrality where, yeah, take her or leave her. 
I think is the best way to live. Because all that energy that is spent on feeling all these negative situations around us. No, I'll put that another way. All that energy spent in feeling the negativity that we see from the experiences around us, you know, because we judge it first in order to feel it. If we can get rid of all of that, imagine how much better we would feel. What our life would be like if we knew that tomorrow we will feel 20% less angst. The next day, another 30%. The day after, another 15%. And it goes on until we, you know, we're leveling at maybe 10, 20% and we're okay with that. For me, that's exciting. For me, that's worth all this work for. So let me ask you this. Do you see this as work? Do you see fiddling around in your own head as, ugh, drudgery? I don't. I know it is work because I've been doing it for years. But it's like there are meals. I like the food thing. There are meals that your, maybe your mum or your dad or whomever cooked for you when you were younger. That's become one of your favourites. And you don't stop eating it just because you had it when you were 14 and now you're 40, do you? And that's what this is like for me. When I first started on this, like since I was at school, well, when I was at school, I got my first self-help book, senior school. I didn't stop reading them just because I should have grown out of it or for some reason. They all gave me something. They didn't get me here because they were not really designed for that. But I kept reading and reading and reading until eventually I went on training courses. And that's where I got the training to be able to change in the way I am now. So I'll never stop doing this. I don't think you could ever feel too good. And to know that tomorrow, if I get triggered, I can spend 10 minutes just disarming it. And it won't come back again. That particular thing, if I've done it right, let's, you know, let's be truthful about that. That, to me, is the ultimate in personal power. And I remember Anthony Robbins, when I first got his book, did I get his tapes? Or did somebody give me them or something? Anyway, I've heard them. And it was called Personal Power. At that time, no, couldn't do it. It was just way over my head. Could, didn't get it at all. And now, your personal power is the only thing that somebody else can't take away from you. Unless they brainwash you, of course. And then we get back to the advertising and the marketers and how they are manipulating, manipulating, manipulating our mindset to give them what they want, which is your money. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all it's down about, isn't it? It's your money that they want. And my money, of course. And so I will subscribe to, you know, manipulation from this group because I like buying that product or having that thing in my life. But when we can do that ourselves, we actually get to feel good every day. We actually get to stop those things that made us feel bad from feeling bad because we'll see it differently. And so that's what I put out for you. Honestly, if you don't know why 
you can't do the thing that you really want to do and you really want to do it and you've had the why. You've ruru-radyard yourself into that place of motivation and you're still not doing it, then change it, yeah? Contact me. Say, Elaine, I'm not sure, but can we have a talk about this? I may need you, I may not. And I'll say, oh, okay, and we'll talk. And I'll assess you. And I'll say, yay, I can help you. Do you want me to help you? And you'll say, mm, possibly, maybe, probably, no, yes. You know. Or you'll say, no, I can't help you because what I have isn't right for you. But try this instead. And you'll say, cheers. That's how it works. Yeah? So with that said, you can live a mind-controlled life. Not because I say so, but because we were designed to live a life that makes us feel good and great every single day. And I'll speak to you soon.